Welcome to Money Matters Podcast, where we strive to educate and empower you to make smart choices with your money. We believe people don't typically plan to fail, they simply fail to plan. Here are your hosts, Mike and Matt. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Money Matters Mini with me, Matt Cloutier. In today's episode, we'll be discussing a bit of a serious and somber topic, which is financial survival after a job loss. Now, you may have lost your job already, or it's something that you're concerned about. Either way, the keys to surviving a job loss financially are to plan ahead, take stock of your income, and cut your expenses. So let's get started. Plan ahead. If you haven't been laid off already, it's a good idea to start planning now. It's hard to know how long you'll be out of work, so to be on the safe side, prepare for at least six months of unemployment. You might find a job much sooner, but you don't want to be forced to take the first opportunity that comes along, (laughs) especially if it isn't sustainable. Come up with a financial plan for unemployment and design your plan with some flexibility to allow for adjustments in your situation changes. There might be situations and circumstances that can vary based on, well, how long you're out of work and whether unanticipated expenses might arise while you're unemployed. So let's start with a survival budget. What's that, you might ask? Well, a big part of your unemployment plan is a survival budget. Let's start with a list of all your income and expenses. You might already have a budget that you can use as a base, but your survival budget should be a bare bones version of your regular budget. Include only those expenses that are necessary. The goal here is to have a good idea what income you need to actually survive. Your plan should also include an emergency fund that's equal to six months of living expenses. That way you can draw from it to supplement other sources of income. If you haven't set up an emergency fund, you may still have time to do so. You'd be amazed how fast you can deplete your regular savings if unemployment lasts more than a couple weeks. So if you lose your job, well, let's find some income. Start by checking with your former employer. Are you eligible for severance pay? Whether it's available depends on your employer's policy, but if you're offered severance pay, you might have the option of taking it in a lump sum or as a continuation of salary for a fixed period of time. Taking severance pay in a lump sum gives you control over your own money but you may lose some employee benefits such as group health insurance. If you take your severance as a continuation of salary, you may be able to keep your benefits, but you'll be dependent on your former employer's ability to make payments. Hmm. Don't stop there. Check with your local unemployment office to find out if you're eligible for unemployment benefits. You can receive at least 26 weeks of benefits parenthetically, and in most cases. Generally, to qualify for unemployment benefits, you must have been laid off. You may even qualify if you've been fired so long as it's not for misconduct. You probably won't qualify, though, if you quit your job. Okay, so how do we reduce expenses? If you're unemployed, you may find that your income won't support your current expenses and spending. So aside from, you know, reducing your debt by selling a big ticket item like your car or house, 
there are other things you can do to minimize your living expenses. First considerations should be identifying and discontinuing the discretionary expenses. This might be items like magazine subscription, health club memberships, extra cell phone services, maybe credit cards that you don't use if they have an annual fee. Look at dining out regularly and extra pay services on your cable television, Netflix, internet subscriptions. These are all expenses you could possibly trim out from your budget. You also may have to put off that planned vacation until you're back on your work and feet. Work with your creditors. Another way to cut expenses is to try negotiating with your creditors to get a lower interest rate on credit cards or defer a payment or two on your car loan if possible. Maybe reduce your monthly payments temporarily. You may also be able to lower your home mortgage monthly payments by refinancing to a lower rate, parenthetically, if you qualify in spite of your job loss. Hmm. That might be difficult. Or by negotiating a longer repayment period. You'll have to consider all of these facets and admit that you're facing some financial difficulty due to your job loss. However, if your credit's good, now's the time to make the calls not when you find fall behind on your payments. Along these same lines, check with your mortgage company or credit card companies and look at your billing statements to find out if you have credit insurance. Credit insurance will make your bill payments when you're unemployed. However, you may have to wait some time before receiving these benefits. Well, technically it's not an expense. You could also decrease your spending by reducing contributions to retirement or education funds. Keep in mind, though, how the less you contribute now, the less you'll have for retirement or college. So this option should be considered a last resort. But you might be able to make up for the reduction in contributions by increasing payments to those funds later. Well, what about increasing income? So you've cut your expenses and spending as much as possible, but you still don't have enough income. Here's some ideas that might help. Consider a part-time or temporary job. This will provide another source of supplementary income while you search for that full-time job. And your part-time job could turn out to be your next full-time job, or at least might lead to another opportunity with another potential employer. Also, your spouse or partner may be able to get a job if he or she is not already working, or maybe pick up more hours at their pres present gig. Another income generating option is borrowing from the cash value of your life insurance policies, but you'll be limited as to how much you can borrow by the amount of cash available and other policy restrictions. And you'll be charged an interest rate on borrowed funds, so if you don't repay the loan, it could reduce your death benefit or even cause the insurance to lapse. Yikes, be careful there. What if I'm really strapped? Well, your home is another source of savings that you may be able to tap into. If you have enough equity in your home, sometimes you can obtain a home equity line of credit even if you've lost your job. You'll only pay interest on the portion you use, but you'll still have to make a monthly payment. So hmm, make sure you'll be able to afford the new loan payments before you put your house on the line. If you're strapped for cash, Consider this, 
withdraw from your tax-deferred retirement account, such as IRA or employer-sponsored retirement plan. Any money you withdraw from these accounts will likely be taxed as ordinary income for the year in which you make the withdrawal. Also, you may have to pay a 10% penalty for early withdrawal if you're under 59 and a half, unless an exception to the penalty applies. Be very careful here, friends. Here's a tip. If you're considering taking funds from your IRA or retirement plan, be sure to talk to your tax advisor first for specific treatment of the withdrawal because not all of it will necessarily be taxable. For example, if part of your withdrawal from your traditional IRA or employer's retirement plan represents non-deductible contributions, you may not be taxed on that portion of withdrawal. So check first. Okay, well, if all else fails and money gets real tight, be prepared to take more drastic steps. You might consider moving from your home or renting it temporarily. Obviously, you'd have to find a cheaper alternative to live in, but the rental income from your home may be enough to cover rental expenses while your tenants pay for most of your home costs, such as utilities and maybe even real estate taxes. However, any decision you make in this area could should be made with very careful consideration and only after evaluating how much you could actually get out of the deal. As a last resort, you may have to consider selling bigger items like your car or even your home, since these larger possessions usually carry debt. By selling them, you're not only generating some cash, but also decreasing your expenses by ridding yourself of some of the attached debt with those items. Hopefully, it doesn't get to that point. Well, all is not lost. A job loss is not the end of the world, even though it may feel that way when it happens. Mapping out your priorities and drafting a bare-bones budget can certainly help you come up with a financial strategy for job loss. Don't hesitate to reach out to your financial professionals or us if you have other concerns or questions. You can visit our website at goldenwealthsolutions.com. And if you have financial questions that you'd like to just bring up in general, please visit our Ask the Expert sessions on the last Wednesday of every month from noon to one Mountain Standard Time. That's all for now. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Money Matters Mini. This podcast is for educational purposes only and may include references to concepts that have legal and or tax implications and is not to be construed as legal or tax advice. Such information and or opinions are subject to change without notice and is not intended as an offer or solicitation with respect to the purchase or sell of any security, insurance product, or offer of any individual advice. Any strategy discussed may not be suitable for everyone. Securities America Incorporated does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional regarding your personal situation prior to making any financial decisions. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Incorporated, Golden Wealth Solutions, and Securities America are separate entities.